Hey! Hello! It's episode 33. Stick to sports. Um, we, we had, like, stuff to talk about, and then it turned out that Donald Trump gets peed on, and now all ability to think about anything else has left our brains. Uh, oh, I'm Get- Ryan Lambert, Yahoo Sports. Hello. I'm Sean Gentelli from the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Whoa! You love Cleveland. Cleveland's a good town. Mm. For me to pee on. I don't get that at all. Who's that? I have never... Every thought that I had in my head flew out yeah. once I was made aware of this. I was in my car on the way back from work, and someone texted me about it, and I almost got into an accident. And then ran away like the like the car crash, man. <laughs> I... I I joked about this on Twitter. I could have just showed my phone to the cop and been like, "Need to be like, oh, coke. It's it's cool. You're fine." <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it was this... a wild thing to see appear on Twitter. I I my story is like in much the this is like our JFK assassination. Where oh, were you? This is, I was about to say that we're gonna measure time. <laughs> we're we're living in a post. Trump piss report age now. <laughs> yeah, I was playing a game of NBA. Uh, I I defeated the uh, the Thunder handily. I think we won by like forty nine points. Start yeah. reading the box score. I you know what I don't have it in front of me, but <laughs> you know I'm feeling good. I open. I look at my phone. I'm gonna go see what's going on on Twitter. I have like. 11, 12 tweets on, in a row. I'm just scrolling down. They're all about piss. <laughs> Every single one of them. And I'm like, well, what's, what could be happening here? And the answer was the president-elect of the United States of America paid has, Russian hookers to pee on each other in the Obama the- in the Obama suite at the Moscow goddamn Marriott or whatever, whatever or wherever it is. Let's yeah. let's not uh, you know denigrate the. Nope. But yeah, so that was uh, jarring. I think let's say jarring is the word. Here's what I want to say. First off, is okay. that I have I have no desire to discuss the veracity of the report. Right. Whether we should believe that it's true, any sort of uh, tempering or or uh, we, we need to just enjoy this. Yeah, I it's totally been, agree. This has been one of the all-time slogs in American history that we have lived through. And I don't give a shit whether this is true or false or – what bearing it has on anything else at all. No. Yeah. Because all, all this has given us, honestly, like people are like, you know, Oh, this is, this is going to do X, Y, and Z for Trump going forward. It's like, look, man, if he shook off, uh, admitting the sexual assault, I think, I think he's going to skate on, uh, he watched prostitutes piss on each other to like shadow spite the Obamas. Um, but you know, I don't care. No, yeah, exactly. Like right now, is... I don't. Tomorrow, tomorrow will be the time to sort through 
<laughs> the reality of the situation. Yeah, but the, for sure. the the fact that this exists is just more than what enough. A delight. To... And I just got a text, by the way. What's the story with all the Trump slash urine jokes? Did I miss something? I have to say, oh, buddy. But, buddy, you sure did. <laughs> it's crazy, man. I, I, I'm speechless over this. But, oh, and again, what there's obviously, like? oh, God, there's, there's real issues that are going to need to be talked about at some point by people who are much more mature than I am. But. This is Trump and piss, baby. This is the world we live in. <laughs> All those Mike piss jokes. Oh, this is this is uh, this is the internet willing something into existence. Oh yeah, absolutely. And like, it's it's definitely one of those things where, again, not plausible, really. But you want so bad for it to be. Oh, true. No, 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 no. Oh, I disagree. It is plausible. Yeah, I guess so. What? Uh, but part of that is because nothing involving him is not plausible. Correct. Um, somebody, so I can't. I don't remember who it was, but like one of the one of the tweets I originally saw about it was um, Trump only does it be, or, or only watches prostitutes urinate on each other because he thinks that's what other rich people do. <laughs> Everything makes so much sense now, honestly. Yeah. It, this was just like I, – also, I missed the first like 15 minutes of it because I was in the car. Correct. So I I missed like piss joke whack-a-mole that, that happened where it was just people making jokes about how he loves gold and all that, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of bummed that I didn't get in on the ground floor of that. <laughs> I had some real great softballs just lined up. Oh, bully, dude. Ha – we are speechless. We are speechless over, yeah, over this. It's extremely good that this is happening. <laughs> because, like, I mean, look, let's put it this way. There were already going to be a million uh, people protesting on January 20th and all this stuff. Now there's going to be a million people with signs about piss. <laughs> Every single one of them. We live in an alternate dimension. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Like this is some Twilight Zone shit. This is where so. Like... I, and I was saying this before the specifics went out. So after the CNN report came out, I, this is just talking about it at work. Like this is so disconnected from my own perception of the real world. the The actual real world is right now is so far from that. That it's like really easy for me to just completely disconnect from it. Yeah. Like it doesn't feel like I'm living in reality. And this was before uh, the piss affair. Right. L'affaire de piss. <laughs> but I'm back in, baby. Oh, dude. Here, here's my favorite thing about this, I, I think, is the idea that like – there will now be, like, a backlash against all the people who joked about it. Yeah. Like, like the Fox News, because believe me, if this came out about Obama, and, I mean, there's all that stuff about, like, Obama was a gay prostitute in the 90s or whatever, remember that? Hmm. Um, if this came out about Obama, like, this would be wall-to-wall -wall coverage. 
but because of it, because it's about Trump, like Tucker Carlson's just going to be like, listen, everybody has their thing. Some people have a thing where they're like, I don't know. PETA. I don't know that they're going to address it. Like they're just going to talk about, you know, Jeff Sessions and how he's actually good. Or whatever. Well, sh- I mean, we can all agree what is, that Jeff Sessions what is, is actually what a terrible, good. like what a terrible, terrible day today was between the between yes, just absolutely Jeff Sessions, literal Klan's member, mm-hmm. seems to love domestic violence. The worst person imaginable. Yeah, like we, 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 he, I think he is. He's a monster. He is. He's a goblin. Yes, and and we dealt with that all day long. And then the Dylan Roof stuff. I mean, like t- today was just wall to wall, uh, wall to wall piss figuratively. And now it's quite now literally. It's sheet to sheet, now it's sheet to sheet piss. Oh, Sean. literally. Uh, this oh my is God. what a delight. You know, yeah, like I what I th- this does raise the question. Like what? I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised by this. I'm delighted by it. So I honestly don't know what could have been in that report that would have shocked me. I think maybe if it were, I don't know, like child abduction and murder, maybe would have would have really surprised me. But like short of that, well, the good I, the good news is that like these people who believe um, PizzaGate, like yes. no no question about it. They're now going to be like, well, we don't know the source of these documents. <laughs> right. Like, like deplorable Jeff or whatever is going to have to change his Twitter name to deplorable piss drinker Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're they're going to all pretend that they also like to pay sex workers to pee on each other <laughs> because that's what they do. Yeah, I, I yeah. oh my god, this is amazing. We almost like we shouldn't have done a show tonight just so no, we had an extra I, I I honestly I had that thought I need time I do in a lot of respects this. time to process this but at the same but also at some point probably tonight like cynicism's going to get the best out of me and I'm going to stop loving this story as much as I do Never 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 I'm worried I'm worried about it I'm worried that that I'm going to lose that spark my love, my my love of piss related humor. God damn! I, I'm gonna say this, Sean. With respect to that love, stay. You gotta you gotta make sure it stays gold. Oh boy! Thank you. Good night, everybody. Oh god! I I just want to keep I just want to keep talking about this. No, this is this is this is going to be the worst show that we've ever done. Oh yeah, I mean. Wh- we we have no choice here. No, I. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what what else do you have to say about this? <laughs> well, you know, like like I say, it's um, it's almost certainly not true, which is so like so unfortunate. I don't want to hear that. No, I get it. Of course you don't. Why would you? But you know, it, it's just. I, w- I wish, like, if there is anything that could be true about this horrible election cycle, I want this to be it. 
you know? Oh, absolutely. And like I all the all the logistical questions that this raises, like the procedural questions, uh I mean at some point I guess those need to be addressed, but Bro, he's the president elect. Mm-hmm. And th- this is piss. <laughs> it's true. There's no two ways about that. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a world. It really what a hell, is. What a hellhole we've fallen down. Yeah. Where like, this is where this is the best thing that's happened in months. Man. Like, is it, it think about this. Think about this. Best thing that that happened in months is that a report about the monstrous president-elect of the United States being literally treasonous. A line about piss in it is it. It, it, it really grabs the attention, you know. Like that's how low our expectations have become. <laughs> that that this is the best thing that's happened in months, and it's not close. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, um, other than other than Atlanta winning a bunch of Golden Globes. Oh, golden. Yeah, sure. The color color of urine, golden is. Yeah, it's it's really... You almost couldn't say something to me about Donald Trump that I wouldn't believe at this point anyway. But, like, the fact that this is just out there and, like, CNN's like, hey, you can make up... You can make up your own mind about this. Just, like, seeing seeing that in... Seeing that in intelligent document for intelligence document form, where like the names are capitalized and he puts there's quotation marks around golden showers, like the formatting of it is something that I've really enjoyed. Yeah, for sure. It's there's nothing that's not great about it. I mean, except the whole, like, he's the president-elect of the United States of America, and uh, the next four years will be an unmitigated hellscape. Living, living nightmare. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we have the piss jokes to fall back on, and it. let's put it this way. All the jokes about, like, George W. Bush, you know, uh, borderline developmentally disabled, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah, we had those. Good for a laugh, whatever. Donald yeah. Trump likes watching prostitutes pee or whatever. Uh, that is like a thousand times better. If the only thing that comes out of this is that it follows is is obviously that it will, it will follow him to his dying day. Like if if that's if that's the only real repercussions for this, I mean, I think today was still a pretty big win. Yeah, that's a, it's a W for sure. And I don't know. I just I just feel like we can't, we can't really cuz again, this is the thing of he is so concerned about what people think of him mm-hmm. that like whether this is true, he is losing his goddamn mind right now. I I think therein lies the genius of this, if it's false. Yeah. Is that they found one of the few things, one of the few lies that they could tell that will actually upset him. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Like, like there's, there's, not, there's not a ton of stuff that you could say about this guy that will truly get to him. 
but this feels like it will. For sure. So the so the fact that at, that you know, again, if the only thing that comes out of this is that he knows that a large portion of the country believes him to be a pervert, right? <laughs> by his estimation, it, it's all worth it times a thousand. Yeah, I I mean, just. You know how they're like, hey, you know, uh, or the New York Times specifically was like, hey, you know, subscribe to us. We'll hold Trump to account. Like at this point, all that that, as far as I'm concerned, requires of them is just in every press conference. uh, Who did the president uh, have urinate in his presence this week? Like we just want we just want that White House um, itinerary or whatever. For only who peed on Trump and like just ask every week so that they have to say, you know, I'm not going to do like I'm not going to address that, blah, blah, blah. Just everybody has to ask that every week for for See, the entire is, four this, years. This is like to me, this is all the dorks who, you know, Donald Trump and all that stuff. Right. That, they that couldn't shame him. Dangerous Donald, none of that shit. Right. But but I think like conceptually they had it right because they because like you can make fun of this guy. Like oh, like yeah. there's there, there's a way to yeah. there's a way to there's a way to make him mad and there there's a there's a way to get to him, but like it was left to the dorks for too long. Yes. Absolutely. Who think that who think that who think that Donald Trump is like you know the burn that's gonna yeah right the burn of the century and something that registers with him whatsoever but i think we finally found it like this is that this is gonna bug him so maybe it was it, it maybe it was a you know a comedic genius who forged a who forged a uh an intelligence report just just to make him mad because because now we know that that he's upset about this and that rules yep he is – I cannot wait for the, like, three in the morning tweet about this because it, ha- it has to be coming. has yeah. to be. Because unless they take away his phone and he literally has no access to it, like, he's not going to be able to stay away from this. He's going to steal Barron's phone. Like, he doesn't – like, he okay, needs – That's the thing. He'll, he'll go – like, I was going to say he'd go to a library, but we all know he wouldn't do that because – you know, he doesn't it's know like, how to read. No, 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 not not that. I was I was gonna compare it to like Jack Donaghy never going to a grocery store, right. or like Lucy, like not knowing how much anything costs. Like he's too, he would, you know. Yeah, of course. He he would try to go to the library and end up getting hit by a car or something just because he just he doesn't can't. Know, he doesn't know how to function in society. He can't exist in society. Yeah. Oh man. This is how do, wild. How, yeah, how do we come back from this? Should, should this just be like like a mini episode of like the piss spectacular and just call it quits? Like my god, uh, you know, we can definitely divide it up into like thirty three and a half and or you know thirty two and a half and thirty four or thirty. You know what I mean? God damn it! I'm too wound up no, about keep, this. Keep, keep, try, keep trying. Keep shooting for that. Thirty two and a half and thirty three. I did it. Hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, he. 
just I just hope everyone enjoys this because this might be the last true <laughs> this might be the last truly enjoyable thing that happens with Yeah, like if you tweeted Scott about Pete. this, he is like there will be stormtroopers at your door on January twentieth. Like mm-hmm. people will be dragged from their homes and tortured because they tweeted about Donald Trump drinks pee or whatever. I think the the best part of this, by the way, is that me and Andrew C. Slack and Archie Zuber and like we've been we had a, a literally years long running joke about urine Twitter where we would just make dumb, you know, string together dumb words that involve pee. And this is our crowning achievement. We've got the president, baby. <laughs> the UT boys are at it again. They've done <laughs> the it. The boys are back. <laughs> are back and we're in those we're gonna we're gonna paint that bitch yellow <laughs> this is no i uh, just perfect should, yeah what it, like the, we're just we're just two idiots fumbling over words trying trying to <laughs> there's nothing else to say like the, this is this is what you know the what they felt like when kennedy got shot and like um Cronkite had to go on the news and take off his glasses. This is us taking yeah, off our glasses. This is it. Like, Ladies and gentlemen. This is it. For Walter Cronkite, it was the JFK assassination. Uh, for the stick for the stick to for the stick to sports po- podcast, it's Trump just tweeted all caps fake news, a total political witch hunt. That's it. That's all he tweeted. I have a, I have a feeling. That will not be the last of it. Oh, no, no, no. There's another one coming, but he has to uh, put down the glass of urine he's holding first. This is, this is, a, special, this is a special day. This is what we needed, buddy. It really is. Like, this is, if nothing's going to galvanize the country, <laughs> like, everybody's going to come together on this. The the Hillary weirdos, the uh, you know the hardcore leftists. We can all agree. Donald Trump liking piss <laughs> saved America. I got to get this sweet tweet off. Oh no, you got a good one here. No, it's not good at all. <laughs> I swear, well, like, that was my thing, was in the immediate, like, wake of finding out about this, I wrote and deleted about nine tweets where I was like, no, this has to oh, be... Oh, I did. I, I had a couple. This has to be a lot better. I had a couple, I had a couple doozies. I, I don't think I actually made any good ones, to tell you the truth. I only tweeted the once, and it was, and it said uh, it wasn't the swamp Trump was looking to drain. Decent. Like, that. that's a B-minus joke, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but... I said I haven't seen this many hockey people tweeting about peas since the Predators redesigned their uniforms. That's a C. That I don't that's think that's a C minus in my opinion. That's, yeah, that's that's not great. That's not great. <sighs> All right, you want to talk about something that isn't this? Not really, but <laughs> <laughs> Man, I get it. Um yeah, there's no way to transition uh, from that to this, but 
How about them Toronto Maple Leafs? Huh? We love them. They're so good, folks. Um, yeah, like that. That's kind of been this weird thing in in hockey this week. Is now we have to say that like we were all terribly wrong about it about Toronto because we thought they were going to be like the twenty seventh team in the league, and instead they're going to be like sixteenth to eighteenth, something like that. And we have to apologize. Yeah. I don't understand it. I don't but... have to. No, I don't have to apologize. Well, no, but like Leafs, Leafs fans certainly feel this way. I'm, I'm never going to. I would never apologize for any Who fucking. Gives a shit. Who cares? No, I, that's my point. Is like, great. Who gives a shit? I'm like completely just ready to let, like, just whatever and enjoy, enjoy yourselves. I, I don't even. It's January. Like, yeah. Let's, it's let's, it's let's extremely January. <laughs> let's see what happens. Yep. Let's. There's a famous line from Pulp Fiction. Winston the Wolf says it. Uh oh. Is this going to have the N word in it? Because. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's not, it's not what I was saying. Oh, okay. That's my mistake then. No, let's not start. Let's not start asking each other's D's just yet. <laughs> yes, no, that's for the sure. One I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Right. That. That's. That's. I would say top two memorable lines from that character. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, this show's terrible. My God. It's too late. There's no turning back. We're twenty-five and a half minutes in. <laughs> oh boy. Of which 24 of that was about Donald Trump P jokes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, like, that's the thing with, with hockey is, like, everything can change. Teams can go on 10-game losing streaks very easily, and then we don't have anything to say about them anymore, right? We just spin in this circle where it's like process doesn't matter or results don't matter. Neither can matter at the same time. Right. Like, <laughs> I, I don't even, I don't even know. Like, and that's the thing with the Blue Jackets this year, right? Is now we all have to be like, well, actually, uh, they're very good because they won all these games. And it's like, why, why does that have to be the case? Because they're a 50% Corsi team instead of a 45% oh, Corsi team? Oh, it's because they won 17 straight games. <laughs> no, uh, but. Or, or 16 straight games. Right. Like, that matters at some point. No, like it matters insofar as they banked all those points and that's obviously what you want to do, right? But that, but like the Panthers last year won 12 in a row or whatever and that didn't make them a good team. They still lost to the Islanders in the first round and the Islanders weren't that good. I hope that the that the Blue Jackets win the Stanley Cup. Well, they're not I going hope it's, to, but <laughs> I hope it's, I hope it's Blue Jackets Maple Leafs in the in the Eastern Conference Finals. That would be wonderful. That'd be great. Um, because and it, and it would still be we would you know you'd still be screaming that both of them are terrible. I mean they but like so that's the thing is even if they win the Stanley Cup, they're not the best team in the league, let's say. You know what I... Like, obviously, they did what they are supposed to do and they won all these games and they won the Stanley Cup. But... Yeah, yeah call but, me... Call me... Call me old-fashioned. No, but, like... So, one of the questions we actually got this week is, like, who is the worst Stanley Cup champion, like, 
of the last little while or whatever. And if the Blue Jackets won, it would be them. You know what I mean? Like they wouldn't yeah. stack up favorably against other Stanley Cup winners. In 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 certain in certain circles of discussion, like that would that would mean something, but ultimately it it's nothing because they would have won the Stanley Cup. No, of course. Of course. But what I'm saying to you is that like so now because of because of uh Columbus doing all this stuff where they win all these games and like people are like, oh well maybe John Tortorella is actually smart now. And, you know, maybe Nick Felino is this really great player and they have un- unequivocally done smart things as a team. Their fourth line is, like, not a bunch of shitty grinders. It's like, you right. know, Scott Hartnell's on their fourth line. Like, he's a goodish right. player. And Sam Gagne's on their fourth line. Right, and Sam Gagne was a guy who, when they signed him this summer, I said, oh, Sam Gagne, you know, that's a good signing for them. That's oh, gonna- I really I really, <laughs> I really, thought that was going to happen last year. Like, I was I, – I took a flyer on him, I think, in the last round of a of a really deep fantasy draft and was like psyched for this exact season to happen for Sam Kanye last yeah, year. I'm, he, I'm sure, you I'm know, sure Ron like, felt that way too. Yeah. And he's one of these guys who, you know, you don't stick in the NHL as an 18 year old most no. of the time, which he did. Like he went right from his draft year to the national hockey league. And he's been a consistently like, low-key, like, middle-six good player forever, right? And so if you can put him on your fourth line, that's a really good fourth-line guy to have. Mm -hmm. With that having been said, like, you know, people are like, well, you have to consider that they signed Sam Gagne and they got Zach Wierenski on board, and that's why their power play is running at, like, 28%. And it's like... If you think the difference between the shitty, horrible Blue Jackets last year was a middle six forward and a rookie defenseman, like, you're an insane person. You know but, what I mean? No, I mean, that's – I mean, I think Wierenski's great. And yeah, of course he is. Does important shit on the power play, right? Yes, he definitely does. But that doesn't lead to the team literally shooting like twenty nine percent on the power play. But like, but like, it's players playing better. Like they're like they're better than they were last year, and, and obviously they're shooting, their shooting percentage is ridiculous, and their power play shooting percentage is ridiculous. I understood. Right. But both of those things can be true, is what I'm saying. Yes, I agree with you, and I and and you are steadfast in your belief that they are a mediocre team. They're a mediocre Me- team. So you're putting them as the 16th best team in in the NHL this season? No, I. Mm, they're a little higher than that. I would say they're probably like in the 12 to 14 range. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, like, at, all right. At at what point though do you just use like? Yes, their power play has been unsustainably good, but like that stuff counts too. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, Again, it's well, not just about five on five play. No, of course it isn't. Um, and you know, a, a big part of their PDO being so high is the fact that Sergei Bobrovsky has always been a good goalie, and he's never been healthy. Right. So he's healthy this you're year. Actually, you're actually not allowed to use PDO anymore. I, I don't know if you got that memo. Well, no, but that the reason that people are like, well, PDO, like 
isn't a good evaluative tool or whatever is because the Blue Jackets seem to have broken everybody's brain, where they have to go looking for reasons why PDO, like, is bullshit now, which I don't understand. Like, because usually when it's a PDO argument, it's a shitty team with a high PDO. Now it's a mediocre team with a high PDO, and everybody's like, well, looks like uh, we've been wrong for... I've always I've always been down with looking at the two numbers independently of each other. I think that's more illustrative just generally and always has been to what me. What two numbers? On ice shooting percentage and and shooting percentage. Or save percentage you mean? Or save, save, save percentage yeah. rather. No, I've all I've always said that like yeah, the Rangers are always going to have a high PDO cuz they have the best goalie in the world. And you can say that about Montreal, all that kind of stuff. No, I think what well, no, what I mean I think have like not all PDOs are created equal though. Oh, like a one oh four PDO that that includes a you know a twenty seven percent save percentage versus one that has a you know a eighteen percent save percentage. Like there's clearly other things at work. Yes, absolutely. The same. So I, I I think taking that next step and actually uh, in deploying PDO as a as a stat. It was always kind of necessary. I just think it's great that that it's like that everyone's just sneering at PDO now after slavish devotion to it for ten years. Right. It it, the, the, like great. I said, the, this Blue Jacket season seems to have broken everybody's brain. Um, like in September, John Tortorella was an incompetent. Like everybody agreed, mm-hmm. but now he's a fucking genius. Because why? Are people saying he's a genius? I don't think people oh, are saying Oh, that. my God. Sean, like, Greg Wyshynski is saying it. And he hates John Tortorella. By the way, the Blue Jackets currently have the fourth highest 5-on-5 shooting percentage in the league. Do they have a... And, again, sometimes that can be talent-driven, um, like... Steven Stamkos, Alex. I guess well, here's here's what I'm saying. If it's if it's a bunch of play, if it's a bunch of players having good years, like Brandon Sods finally got his shit together under uh, all that on and on. Yeah, like it counts. No. If, if 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 all these guys if all these guys have gotten better to a point where you know they've elevated the team overall to something better than mediocre. But like, what, I, what I'm saying is we have so much evidence that a player really doesn't have a lot of control over a shooting percentage from one year to the next. Like, again, it, it's the, it's the argument that guy makes of like, uh, the, the, I can't remember who it was, but there was some pundit that was like, in my opinion, what the avalanche do well leads to a one Oh three PDO or whatever the thing was. Right. And yeah, like, that guy, that guy obviously needs to be apologized to, you know? Right. No, exactly. But what I'm saying to you is that like, they haven't, they haven't quote unquote figured out shot quality. They, they absolutely haven't like, and of any coach in the world that you would have said, this is a guy who's going to figure out shot quality. John Tortorella would be 79th on that list out of the 30 NHL head coaches. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different, routes i think for the discussion to take and um a lot of different arguments to make and whatever but i but saying tortorella gets it all of a sudden that's he obviously doesn't not not high on the list right and like and now we're getting all these like mumbo jumbo reports from um from like 
the Columbus newspapers and stuff like that, where it's like, well, this is all working because uh, John Tortorella now he's like a he's like adopted a softer approach, and uh, he trusts his guys more like in their everyday lives and that kind of thing. I, they don't like have that's a, all right. Hold on a second. That is absolutely possible. No, but it, like that's not why they're better. It's not why they're it's not why their shooting percentage is as high as it is. That's what that's all I'm saying. Like it's mumbo jumbo. Like it can be true that John Tortorella has softened his approach. It can't be true that that is somehow reflected in their ability to like generate higher quality scoring chances or whatever you want to say. That's not not inherently, but I I think some of the stuff that comes with changing his approach could could improve the team though. I mean Changing right, it. he's 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 use he's using his guys smarter. Certain guys respond poorly to him. Certain guys don't. Like he finally seems to be on the same page with Saad. That that can be directly attributable to a mindset change on the part of Tortorella. Like like there there are things that. But again, would that uh, be reflected in the team's? Let's I'll look up what their score shooting percentage was last year. But like. They're shooting 9% right now at 5-on-5. That's not because John Tortorella's like, you guys stay out as late as you want. Like, that's stupid to to make that connection. You Do you think that the, that the way a coach treats his players matters in any way at all? I Not on the ice, no. I, I can't imagine that it does. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that like, at all. Like how they, how they treat them... If like, you're if if you're Brandon Sod and yes. you know that and you know that John Tortorella is a psychopath who has some boner for you and wants to just and, and will and is like looking for an excuse to bench you. Yes. Which is which is what has been true. Yes. If you know that he comes off that and and you know whatever gets over it, you can't tell me that that doesn't have some sort of appreciable effect on on a on a player's mindset and possibly the way he plays. Okay. Not not straight not straight shoot is shooting percentage. I'm not saying that, but if you think that there's a connection between brain and body, then yeah, right. So what I'm saying is that if that were true for Brandon Sod, let's let's use your example. If that's true for Brandon Sod, how does that translate to? I mean, everybody on this team is shooting through the roof right now. It's not just Brandon Saad who's having. I'm not. I, like, look, I, I realize a lot of the success is percentage driven. I'm not. I'm not trying to argue that that's not that that's right. not a big part of it. But I, I guess my only point is that like, it's not completely bogus to 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 look if you see a change in the way Tortorella deals with deals with those guys. I, I think it's a valid thing to explore. You Sean. you don't just say like this is why they're good, but. Cam Atkinson's a point a game player right now. Cam fucking Atkinson, like he's been, he's been good at, at several points in, in his career. I, Cam Atkinson, I, Cam Atkinson's in, in a guy I've always that, really liked. I've always yes. really liked him. He's like a fifty point guy right now. He's on pace for fucking eighty two. That I mean, that's right. But like, that's not how it I, works. I, no, I'm all right. Now, see, now you're setting up straw men here. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. John Tortorella being nice to Cam Atkinson is why he's scoring it at a point per game. No, for, obviously I don't think that. But what, what, like I don't think that you think that. You know, whatever. But like, you you go down the list here. 
Uh, Cam Atkinson, 39 points. Nick Foligno, 35. Alex Wenberg, 34. Sam Gagne, 30. Yeah, they have a bunch of guys playing over their heads. Like, that's that's clear. Right. So, But it's also possible that John Tortorella has become a better coach over, over, over the last year because he's had his foot jammed up his own ass for, for so long. But what I'm saying is it wasn't over the last year. It was because, like, you watch that USA it, team in the World Cup. They were fucking horrible, and they looked exactly like, you oh, know. I'm not talking about the, like, but I, I'm also not. Look, that's that was Tortorella at his absolute worst. Yes. And that was all his worst angels, like, in in play at once. And I'm, I'm the last person on earth who's going to even come close to trying to explain or justify any of the stuff he did during right. during the during the uh the world cup but i don't know i feel like he he maybe learned something and he's and he's and this is this is this is a scenario where maybe a couple years ago he finds a way to screw it up yeah what here's what i'm saying obviously the blue jackets are at this point like almost stone cold locks to win the president's trophy unless they fall apart pretty hard oh i don't think that's true have you have you looked at the overall standings lately? Are they, I thought they were way out in front. No, because the, the they had game they had games in hand on the on the Penguins. They're three points ahead of Pittsburgh with the same amount of games played. Oh, okay. three points ahead of three points ahead of Washington with one game in hand. Okay, so that's even more more in furtherance of my point though that like they it does look like you're like you're right. They might get past either Chicago, Washington, or Pittsburgh. Um, I don't. I don't buy the Rangers. Uh, I think they banked a ton of points early and aren't necessarily mm. going to uh, keep that up. But like, I think Pittsburgh's the best, clearly the best team in the league. I think Washington is maybe a step or two behind them with Montreal and maybe you say San Jose. Um, but I. I just. I. I think the. I think the Blue Jackets are magical. That's really what it comes down to. But the, okay. Like, you're obviously joking, but, like, people do think that. I just don't, I like, I don't give a shit that, that, that these guys have a bunch of guys who are playing above their heads and, and are outpacing their percentage. Like, it doesn't matter to me. I don't care. Like, 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 like maybe it'll last for, for the entire season. It, it might. More likely, I, it does what it's done for every other something. team like this. And it lasts for 65 games. And then they fall, They have, like, you know, they lose 8 of 12 down the stretch or whatever, and they limp into the playoffs and lose. Like, that's, I think, the most likely scenario for how I mean, their season ends. There, there's one team that does that. I, I Look, I realize that's the overall crux of, of, your, of your point, is that there's one team like this every year, and this year it's them. And the odds that they... I still think Chicago, Chicago is more like that than Columbus is. I think Columbus is, um, has a better basis for their success than even Chicago does. But... I, I can't... I, like, honestly can't even speak to that at this point, frankly. But, um... So, no, I, I get it. I, I get the overall argument. I just... I don't know. I guess I care... I, I guess I care about the underlying stuff a little bit less... <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. No, I mean, look. Like, like, like I, I intellectually understand it, obviously, but, I mean, whatever. I, I think it's possible that Tortorella is a, a better coach. He's not responsible for, for all this stuff. And, frankly, like, I'm not interested in docking them points for, for having guys that seem like 
for having a bunch of guys have career years all, all at the same time. I don't care. That makes it fun. Yeah, but all I'm saying is that, like, you can't, even if you're a Columbus fan, you can't legitimately sit there and go, yep, this team's one of the best in recent memory because they won 16 games or whatever. Like, it's straight, like, hockey's straight up, and we have all the data to back it up that you want. Hockey straight up doesn't work like that. And that's what it boils down to. Is I, I don't expect Blue Jackets fan to give to give a shit about it. Is, is, oh no, is, they and they they absolutely shouldn't. But no. when like I mean, you're not like me where I wrote a column about like no, I, I just I just think they're mediocre. And then like every Jamoke who I what, see like me I I I also take issue with your with the with the word mediocre. Like that's that's definitely they're a middle of the pack see, NHL team. I can see why that why that why that makes people mad. And I, you based you based that on them being a fifty percent Corsi team, among other things. I, I just think you look at the talent beyond one or two guys, and you go, "Yeah, there's there's not a lot here." I love the Columbus Blue Jackets. That's clearly what this is about. Yeah, no, you're a huge Blue Jackets homer. Noted um, noted fan of Columbus as a city. Yep, you love it. You I go there all I go there all the time and have nothing but good things to say. Yeah. Don't don't think it's a very average place at all. No, no, no. I love, no, no. Why, I, why love Ohio, I love Ohio State. <laughs> I don't know. That's about all I want to talk about, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Okay. All right. Well, then uh let's pivot off that. And we mentioned the Golden Globes earlier. Mm-hmm. And the Golden Globes uh, and specifically, their horrible host, who's the worst, living living nightmare, Jimmy Fallon. That's right. Uh, he has inspired us. We're going to do a late night talk show host draft. I a quick a, a word a word about him. Okay. First off, it infuriated me seeing him make like really lame, toothless jokes about Trump as Joffrey and all this all this shit that would have been old on Twitter two years ago. Right. After the farce, the farcical interview that he had with him, that that offended me on a visceral goddamn level. Yes. And and I really thought until the Trump P situation that watching Jimmy Fallon melt on stage during a teleprompter outage was going to be the most like schadenfreude that I like the most, you know, Schadenfreude, delightful Schadenfreude experience that I, that I would have experienced uh, in a while. And 24 hours later, it's it's bumped down to number two because of this, obviously. But during the monologue, man, when 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 the prompter went down and he just turned into a puddle right in front of everybody, it, it was it was great. Yeah, uh, I love seeing Jimmy Fallon eat shit. Uh, he's the worst. So. It's genuinely like a very glad, like a very heartening thing to have any reason to for like everybody to go in on him. Mm-hmm. So, no, that was great. Yeah, it was great. Perfect. Enjoyable. So the thought, it you know, the extension of that for us is the draft this week is late night hosts. Yep. American late night hosts. Oh, so that disqualifies like James Corden. 
Oh, no, uh, American television, late night host. Oh, my mistake. Frank mm-hmm. Ferguson, you're back in, baby. You have the first pick. Oh, I guess that's true. I'm going to go David As... Letterman. Yeah, I knew I knew you were going to do that. Is I mean, your continued failure at, at this really has pay, continues to pay off, at least with your first picks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go Carson. I would. I love I love Letterman, man. Yeah, he's but, the greatest. But just as as easily as as uh, as he was number one for me, I think Carson Carson yeah, is is also a, is also slam dunk. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think there's a pretty clear number three here, Conan O'Brien. Mm-hmm. I agree with you there. I think in terms of like hours spent watching. For me, Conan's probably number one. Yes, absolutely. Because of how religiously I watched I watched his show when I was in high school. Late night was required viewing. For sure. And that was also like right around like you could find you could get clips of it online too, if all that all that stuff. Like I, I remember watching the the clip of of Triumph, uh the insult comic dog at the at the prequel. At the oh, Star Wars, dude, in the Star Wars prequel line, like I remember watching that on like, you know, real player bear or something. Bear share, you, you got mm-hmm. it off. You got no, it off. Bear, Kazaa. Bear, my, because yeah, it was mislabeled and misspelled. Yep. Uh, with my second pick, I select John Stewart. Not a surprise at all. What does that supposed to mean? Or what is that supposed to mean? Um, you're a puppet of the uh <laughs> of the let's say globalist media. <laughs> um See now now we're kinda in the weeds a mm-hmm. little bit here. I agree um, with you. I guess I will go with uh with this with the CBS answer to weird Conan and kind of stuff is Craig Ferguson. The way you said Craig Ferguson, um, I, I I was like I thought you were turning your nose up at him. Oh no, I enjoy I really enjoyed his stuff. I feel like I wish I would have watched him more. I definitely did not did not watch him nearly enough to the point where it was during the lock yeah during the lockout when when uh, they selected the the, the federal mediator. To mediate talks between owners and and between the league and, and the players association, they picked that guy. His name was Guy Sarota or Guy Serrata, who had that completely weird Twitter account. Mm-hmm. But a lot of a, there were like he, guy was a, clearly a huge Craig Ferguson fan, and I missed it. I did not realize that that was what he was referencing. So when so when so when Guy Serrata, the the lockout mediator, tweeted ass mode, I just thought he was. A weirdo, and he may well have been a weirdo. But I was, that was gonna a... say a little from column A and a little from column oh, B. Certainly, he had like he had like weird, weird tweets to Sarah Silverman. I remember like he's oh, clearly, yeah. clearly strange. But I, uh, but I did not get the ass mode, um, did not get the ass mode jokes at all. Yeah, I, I, a thing I would recommend to you. Speaking of pulling up clips, you can go on YouTube and just find a bunch of Craig Ferguson clips, and great. And the it's, also, it's, it's also, so genre busting because he'd just come out and like not have jokes, but like just kind of shoot the shit and be funny. His interviews are great, phenomenal. 
Yes. Really, really great. Um, so yeah, I, I do. I feel like I, I feel like I blew it. Uh, yeah, definitely. He, feel like I blew it. Yeah. He's a guy I didn't watch as much as I should have, Mm-mm. but like anytime I did, I was like, I should watch this guy more. I should watch this more. Absolutely. Yeah. It, you know, what was really funny was, um, it was great watching him interview like young actresses. Yes, I, that that sounds that sounds and that sounds because he was like so self self aware like I'm I'm an old kind of dirtbag kind of mm-hmm. thing, but oh my god, they all clearly loved it. Like like watching like watch him interview Kristen Bell. It's yeah. delightful, delightful for sure. Um, so yeah, shout out to Craig Ferguson. Uh, I'm not going to take James Corden, who is... But don't you love when he gets in the car and he sings the songs? Sweaty, <laughs> sweaty British Jimmy Fallon, do you mean? <laughs> That's who he is. You gotta you got get those YouTube hits, baby. That's 2017. Oof. Oof. Um, I'm going, I'm going Colbert. I'm going Comedy Ooh. Central Colbert. Okay, so I will put in quote like Stephen Colbert in quotes. I th- yeah, I it's fair to it's fair to separate the two for to, sure. We have to differentiate the two. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Oh yeah, Colbert Report like perfect, perfect show. I don't know how they did it for so long. Like they just had that character nailed down within one second of coming up with the concept, and it worked. For a decade, for sure, and it honestly, I wish he, I wish he were still around. Yeah, like I, you know, I really don't dislike, like I don't watch it enough, obviously, but like the current iteration of the of the Colbert Show is perfectly good. You know, um, he's willing to do weird stuff. He's willing to go like be political in a time slot that like hosts would normally very rightly steer away from it. He seems, I mean, he he still seems, I don't know how much comfort there is with him. It bothers me that, like, he's a, he's a casualty of, of the Fallonization of... Absolutely. Where, like, was it funny to watch Colbert go up with Michael Stipe and do, like, It's the End of the World as We Know It about 2016? Like, yeah, sure, that was funny enough. But, like, part of me was also just so depressed that that was something that he clearly had to do because... You gotta get, you gotta get those viral clicks, YouTube's bro. Baby, it's all about it's all about the YouTubes, it's all about the Twitters, it's all about the Pogs and the Beanie Babies. <laughs> know yeah, what I mean? No, it, it re- yeah, it really is too bad because like I think he's one of the funniest people on TV. Right. Um, yeah. I I I just wish I just wish it were enough for him to just kind of go hang out and. Yep. You know. And have it not turn into some referendum, but it doesn't seem like that's the world we live in. Yeah. Um, again, it's a bummer, but that's how you gotta go through life, uh, I guess. So, anyways, uh, that it's you're up. Okay, I'm gonna Round go. Four. I'm gonna go uh, in keeping with my late night theme. Seth Meyers. Love Seth Meyers. That show is the best show on late night right now. Easily, I would say Not by a pretty close. by a pretty significant margin. Yep. 
Um, oh, man. I guess I have to do it. We're only going five here. Yeah, of course. Um, I'll go Kimmel. I think Kimmel's a pretty strong I, – I like. I think Kimmel's probably tied for second with, with Colbert. Yeah, sure. Right now. It's not there's a it's not there's a, a show that I watch a lot. Um and it's not a show that I feel like is necessarily trying to do too much funny stuff. But like just if nothing else, he's not doing what everybody else is doing. Yeah. And I think that's there's good. There's like a there's a mean heartedness to some of his stuff that like rubs me the wrong way, I think. But uh I think his I think he's got the best monologue right now. Really? Kimmel. I think so. I, I, and you know, it's very, whatever. It's like, I, I don't know. I'm, I think my, my, my bro's showing here, but I, I do laugh at him. I think he's funny. Yeah. Well, you know, what are you going to do? I guess like it. And also like, I, like what I, I, I can't in good conscience take, you know, Jack Parr or, or something. Sure. Like, I understand that. That would, um, that would be honest. Yeah. And I guess I have a question for before my last pick. Um, would, Are you going to take Jack Barr? Yeah. No, uh, would you allow me, does this count to take John Oliver? Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, then I'm going to do that. I don't, uh, I, I think that show has a lot of problems in terms of like mm-hmm. the Drump stuff specifically, but also like, you know, there's yeah. there's just this kind of like weird douchiness to it that I can't. Ah, it's it's the, it's the self satisfied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it like feels kind of like why Hillary Clinton lost the election. Like yeah, that's what absolutely. I that's what I, that's what I see when I when like that's a big part of the reason we're in the situation we are right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but man, when when he's when he's clicking like at his highest level at his top end. Agreed. I mean. So, I and we've said this before. I don't want to hear him talk about, or at least during the election, I had no interest in hearing him talk about presidential politics. Like that was something that I had no, uh, that I had no appetite for. But right. him talking about, uh, like medical insurance and yeah, I think that shit's uh, really all important. That. Yeah, like because because they make it available to share, and you know maybe maybe it shouldn't be. 18 minutes long, but like Mm -hmm. he explains that kind of, that like real, like affect people in their everyday lives issues, um, student loan debt, uh, Mm -hmm. asset forfeiture, payday loans, Uh, all that shit. Like payday, payday, the payday loans segment was awesome. The one, uh, about, I don't really know what prompted it, but basically talking about um, televangelists and and that sort of stuff. That was another yeah, really good. Yeah, just like I, I, he, they really did a one. segment about like how those people skirt. Um, right, laws. Yeah, right. So tax, tax laws specifically. So yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I, I'm gonna. I, I like. I like that show just enough that the yeah. things that don't bother me about it make me watch it every week. Um, and kind of in that same vein, I will take Jimmy Fallon. I will take, I will take Samantha B, even though she's done some stuff that I really don't care for. 
Well, no, you, I mean, I know you super agree with her about integrating New York public schools. <laughs> yeah. What was that? There was, God, what, what was it? It was a couple weeks ago. Like, I'm, I'm worried about, about the tone her, her show, her show's going to take moving I, forward. I don't pay, like, the second all that stuff about, look, we're not racist, we just don't want our kids going to school with poor black kids. Like, the second all that came out, I was like, nah, fuck her. Like, I'm out. No more, no more Sam B for me, thanks. Uh, oh yeah, no, she I, did. She did the thing with um, Glenn Beck is the thing you're talking that's, about. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about specifically. Yep. Get out of here with that. Fuck Don't. Off. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, I. I think there's. I think there's. She's done good stuff. I think there's a lot of potential there. Uh, yes, but that's that's very un, that's very unnerving to to see. Like, hey, hey, Glenn Beck's nice now. Let's 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 put him on TBS. Yeah, th- and this is in no way a clear scam to like ingratiate himself to the other opposition party. He's he's a genius, and I and I honest to God, I, can't, I can't believe the hustle. He's oh, he's he's. I can't believe that people seem like they're falling for it. And they one million percent are. There, like, there was that. Was that a GQ article? Yeah, I think it was. That was just the most credulous, like. Actually, you know, he's good now. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, sounds good. See you there. He was he was bad before, but but now we like him. So he he's still kind of crazy, but you know he sincerely believes this. Yeah. Bonk bonkers to me. He's not a sincere person. No. Not and should not be treated as such. No. So. You know, not thrilled about <laughs> about my last pick there, but so it goes. Yeah, I mean, it was it was honestly between Sam B, Jack Parr, and like Leno. You didn't have it. You didn't have I another option. I can't. I can't take Jack Parr. Like I like no, I know Jack not. Parr exists, and I and I and I like know what he meant to the form. But how much? How much of your? How much? Jack Parr, have you watched in your life? Zero seconds. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, of course Not you couldn't take that. him. Of course you couldn't take him. And and Leno's Leno, so. And yeah, have you seen this? Have you heard about this, folks? There's typo in a local newspaper. I I would have if Larry Wilmore would have gotten like a little bit more time, I probably would have taken him. Oh boy, that show lost its fastball in a hurry. Did you stick around after like the first week? Was, I, I would drop, I would drop in on it. They, they definitely feel like they blew their wad pretty pretty early. It on. was quite bad toward the end. Like when they I don't canceled know. it, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm not good." I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know what where the harm would have been in, in giving them a little bit. Like that feel like it, that it went away way too fast. I I don't yeah, see I, what the harm. I get I get to, your argument, but as a person who watched it more regularly than you, the show was terrible. That's true. That's fair. Like because because I'm out. I'm I'm out on Trevor Noah. I, I have oh, no he's time awful. For He's, yeah. Like, not only is he like, has he ratcheted up the smugness that even John Stewart had, and John Stewart could get extremely smug. Um, he isn't funny. John Stewart is like smug and funny, so it's fine. Trevor Noah's Ooh. just not funny. I don't know, man. Like, and, and also, like, Stewart, you always like when he would get angry about stuff like that. Th- that was. Angry John Stewart was the best John Stewart. I think. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And and Trevor Noah doesn't seem to have that gear. Like he's just he just smirks and 
looks handsome. Yep. But uh, again, I, I haven't I haven't watched a second of that in a very long time. Like like it didn't it didn't take long for me to be like, nope, I don't like this guy. I'm done. Yeah. He he. J- there's just nothing about him that uh, appealed to me, in mm. terms of like Not really. what he brought to the table as a as a host. I thought when he did stuff like as a correspondent, he was fine. Uh, you know who they should have given that job to was John Oliver. I he just Stewart stuck around too long. Yep, by like and, six months. And HBO gave Oliver like the Godfather offer, and he yep. only, he doesn't have to work every day. Yeah, perfect. Um, any other like any other sort of under the radar, maybe not traditional network late night stuff that any thoughts you have? Um, not really. Uh, like honestly, I don't. I think we've named every like late night show host I've ever really watched more than a few times. I know how big how big a Bill Maher fan you are. New rule, Sean. No, no, no. <laughs> Honestly, like, Bill Maher, I, again, it would be a thing of, oh, he has this guy on this week? I'll check that out. And every Start time, the clock! And every time he started talking, I would just be like, I hope he stops talking soon. Why does his face look like that? Etc. Yeah. Like, I just, you know what it is with me is when I think of him, uh, all I can think of is just like his little takes to camera when the token uh, conservative is on and like he said something dumb and, and Bill Maher just kind of looks at the camera like, come on, yeah, folks. Like, like, you like believe Jim this? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's the fucking original Jim from The Office. Uh, shout out to Joan Rivers and who I love in general, but can't speak to her work <laughs> as, the uh, you know, who you should have picked instead of Sam B Al S- space ghost. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, who would have been actually been like a low key. Good pick is Eric Andre from the Eric Andre show. Oh, that's a great, I don't know if I, I don't think that counts, but yeah, I guess it kind of has to count. Cause yeah. Cause like it's a send those, of the cause form. those you, you should have picked well, Scott Ackerman. Damn and it. also those people. No, I don't think Scott Ackerman counts because that because that enough. is a that's, that's show. just a straight sketch show. Sure, Eric Andre. Eric Andre is is actually somehow getting people, or was, or maybe still is getting people who somehow were unaware <laughs> on on his show, which is remarkable. Tom Green. I love Tom Green, man. Tom when Green, I was like thirteen. Oh man, I saw. This is not a joke. I saw Freddie Godfingered in theaters four times. Oh man, I legitimately enjoy that movie. I think it is very funny. Uh I know that a lot of people like it. It just doesn't just doesn't do it for me. Rip Torn's performance, all time funny. He's his dad, right? Yeah. Yeah. The um, the growing exasperation, <laughs> and just like may, some of his line may, reads, ah. Uh, Growing exasperation, which was probably not acting. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine not. Uh, yeah, those all would have been valid choices. Yep. Really kicking myself for not for not going with Space Ghost, but there you have it. Yeah. Well, how how much will I win by this week, Ryan? If if folks, the crooked media. <laughs> 
Fake news. If I, if I don't win this week with this murderer's row of amazing late night hosts, folks, these these drafts are rigged. You can't. I got Carson and John Stewart. People are gonna see that and not even think about about the back end. Yeah, and look, like I even think Colbert Report Colbert is a, an amazing mm-hmm. pick. He's awesome, but. You know, you kind of fell apart at the end. And if I had a, I ran out of picks. Yeah, no, for sure. There are, let's put it this way: there are eight and a half good, eight. yeah, <laughs> good yeah. late night hosts ever. And uh, it's a tough bounce, but that's life. Well, whatever. And again, you're gonna win like seventy-two to twenty-eight. That's just how Probably. this goes. Because the people love SG. They And who can blame them? Not me. Who likes SG more than I do? Probably nobody. Possibly nobody. Uh, all right. Reader questions. Listener questions. Reader questions. Anybody reading I the transcripts of this why podcast? Do, why do I always say reader questions? Because you're a writer by trade. Yeah. That's uh, I have solved the riddle. Never, never thought of that. <laughs> Thanks, Professor. Um, let's see here. Michael Foy, star good old friend here. Have you ever walked out of a movie? If so, which one? Yep. Four Feathers, starring Heath Ledger, mm-hmm. Kate Hudson, uh, Wes Bentley, a.k.a. the Plastic Bag Kid from American Beauty. It was a period piece set in West Africa. And I saw it for some reason when I was like about 16 with a couple with a couple people. I think there was like we just wanted to go to a movie and there was nothing else out. Or yep. I'm not really sure why we ended up there. And uh, yeah, walked out halfway through. I have never walked out of a movie and never will. No, nope, that's the that's the only time I've ever done it. Yeah, like I I've sat through such shit in theaters that like I can't imagine what I would have to go see willingly. And be so mad about it that I would get I've fallen, up I've fallen asleep, but it, 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 I've slept through movies. I've never done that either. I slept through Transformers. That That's an accomplishment. Do you, do you believe that? It's the loudest movie it's on Earth. It's the loudest movie in the history. Well, no, that's not true. Uh, I didn't see it, but I'm sure Transformers The Last Night is even, is even louder. No, that's... Is, is that- that's the one that's coming out. Age of Extinction is the most recent Transformers movie. Who cares? Well, for I you know, saw... veracity's sake, I was trying to get it right. <laughs> I, uh, I, me and my friend in Charlotte went to. We were bored and went to see. This is this is obviously recently. Uh, we went to see a midnight screening of Men in Black Three. Ugh, Sean. Because we were, we were just awake and it was like yeah yeah whatever we like didn't have work the next day or, or whatever was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, slept through almost literally all of it. I would say I probably made it about five minutes in. Yeah, no, of course. I, 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 I and those are just movies that I've that I slept all the way through. Like, I there's a ton, tons of others that I, that I've like nodded off for. Nope, it's never happened to me. I am a good movie goer. I'm just very attentive, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, pee in your pants so as not to miss anything. Yeah, in solidarity with my president. Our, with our man Trump. That's right. Um, Joe Ron Camp, John Ron Camp, sorry, at John Ron Camp, uh, asks, 
popular what's a popular band or artist that you would want to do a you talk and you two style podcast about oh my god um John, are you asking for us to do a You Talking YouTube style podcast? Because if you are, so I have a, I have a, a, a say. an associated question for the, for that first. Did you see that YouTube is doing the Joshua Tree like front to back? This summer? not only did I see it, but I resolved to buy tickets for the show at Heinz Field at some point in the summer. I yes, will I'm a hundred percent going to this. Yeah, um, for sure. Because YouTube is one of those bands I feel like I should see before they're seventy. Uh-huh. And yep. there is never going to be a time at which they're playing more songs I am guaranteed to know and like than the Joshua Tree Tour. I mean, I, at this point, because of you talking, you tuning me, I I can talk about that band in way more depth than I ever uh, could have anticipated or or desired. Absolutely. Like, I know way more about you two than I ever wanted to. Um but no, I, I'm I'm completely completely psyched about it. Yeah, they and, they and they, I will be there. They announced it and they sold whatever seventy dollar ticket they have. Like I'm gonna go because then I'll say I've seen you too. I've seen them play their only album that I actually enjoy, and that's it. And I've seen a rock band play in a stadium, which I've I've never done that either. Good point. Uh, that what mm, only tangent. Like I I worked at Dave Matthews show and in, in a bit PNC Park. That doesn't really count. No, it does not. Um, but to to answer the question, do you have a so basically it has to be a band with a sizable catalog. Like you couldn't be do like a three episode. God, this is this is really tough. Yeah, this is tough. What's your? Do you have a? I feel like I could do Metallica. Um, but with uh, the obvious caveat that like the later albums, I would just be shitting on. Oh, you know what? Here's an even better one. Wilco. I could go front to back with Wilco. I could, I could, I could definitely do Wilco. I mean, this, this show is all, is basically already me talking about every Weezer album in depth. Yes. I could, uh, I could, I could, I could, only I could do definitely the two do that. Of them, or three of them. I could do the first three, but I couldn't, I couldn't go deeper than that. Um, it you know what you know what would be great though is is if like Weezer had some kind of like late period late career renaissance where they put out like a couple with like we'll say two records that you like yep and then and then the dynamic would be almost identical to Scott Ackerman and Adam Scott if if, if you and I did the Weezer podcast yes I it would agree. be it would be nearly the same yep I uh, and I hope that happens I would love for Weezer to put out a record I actually enjoy. It's not going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't really pull anybody else that we're like. No, I'm, because because bands because bands don't have that. They're not successful enough to stick around that long. Yeah. Anymore. It yeah. just doesn't. It just doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. To I, quote, you know what? To I could do Randy Newman. I knew you were going to say that. I love him. So I could, I could do, I could do Blink One Eighty Two. I feel like that's almost, almost enough. They've had seven records. I, I, I could do that. That's a, that's a good pull as well. Um, basically the the exact answer is that anybody would have thought that I would. Yeah, give. no, exactly. I, Me and you really in our in our lanes here. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's I'm sure there's there's other ones that I could that I could. I was kind of hoping those guys would do an REM version of it. 
I don't even like REM that much, but yeah. I also didn't like you too that much. Nope. And now I tolerate you too. Mm-hmm. You know what? Like I couldn't do it, but you know what I think would be an interesting one is Jay Z. Yeah, that'd be good. I could do Kanye for sure. I don't think he has enough albums, but like I could de- I could do Kanye for sure. I, I really enjoy everything pretty much he's ever done. Um or at least think it's fine. You, no, I think I think you definitely could because you could do like you could do like Watch the Throne as as one. Yep. You could do like like Good Friday releases and all that stuff as one. Nah, it it would work. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, but, I clearly Clearly, the the lead, for me the leader in the clubhouse is Weezer. Yeah. Maybe if the Get Up Kids release a few more, <laughs> <laughs> that would be listened to by eight people. I, but those eight people I mean, would love it so much. Here's my here's my album by album take on Alkaline Trio. It would <laughs> be great for me and the members of Alkaline others. Trio. <laughs> yeah, if you count them. Because I could do the side projects, I could do Skiba's side projects, I could do, like, the Falcon, I could do Dan Andriano's, uh, yeah, I actually might do that. I'm doing that. Okay, great. Done deal. Next question. Uh, next question. Um, Cameron Thornton asks, uh, at Cam Thornton asks, first thing you would buy if you won the lottery? Uh, I would pay off my student loans. Ooh, you still have student loans, huh? Shit. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I do. It see like Oh my god. I like I have no concept of like I paid mine off when I was 28 Ugh. maybe. I, just stop no 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 stop talking. I I, I don't, don't want to hear any more about so, this. Go go ahead. Okay, sorry. Uh first thing I would do if I if I won the lottery is I would probably buy a house. Just like a really boring not even like a night, like a big fancy house. Like I'd buy a modest house, modest house. You know, like the guy. Modest house, you. Yep, that's who. Rapper? <laughs> who raps about houses? Yeah, that's him. Uh, I'd buy a bar. <laughs> this is why people who win the lottery go broke immediately. <laughs> no, no, no. I like. I just. I said I'd pay off loans. I'd. I'd buy yeah. a house, but then I'd. I'd uh I'd buy a bar. Yeah, like I've read too many horror stories about like what bad happens to people who win the lottery because they buy dumb shit. Where I'd just be like, uh, I would buy a house and then live off the interest from the winnings forever. I would buy a bunch of houses. Yeah, uh, like, uh, or you do what um what Lars Ulrich said he did when he got rich and he bought a bunch of art. And he's like, it's all appreciating in value. I'm richer now than I've ever been. I mean, yeah, that's what that's the old line about art, right? It only appreciates. Yeah. I would just buy. I would buy like. I would just buy. I'd buy a beach. I'd buy a couple beach houses. <laughs> she's either here's why I don't do that. Uh, she's either real estate speculator is because uh, beach houses don't will care be what I, don't care what happens in nope don't care what happens in twenty years. Alan, <laughs> But I'm going to buy beach houses, but only if they come with stilts. Fair. I'm going to buy a bunch of property on the Outer Banks of North Carolina, which, will <laughs> be un- which could be underwater as we speak. That's right. Um, <clears throat> this is a funny question from ca- at Cap- or Captain Celery at Tropical Spit, which, okay, uh, 
and it's uh, who's the best Scottish band? Frightened Rabbit. You know what? Frightened Rabbit is very good. Um, but like Beta Band is from Scotland, and aren't they so good? Uh, uh, I'm sticking firm on Scott on on Frightened Rabbit. Not a Franz Ferdinand guy. I never liked them. No, no not ever. Me neither. Um, uh, Mogwai. Mogwai is definitely Scottish. Not a band I have any interest in. Uh, Bell and Sebastian. Do you like them? Uh, no, they're boring. Okay, uh, who else, who else? Oh, Jesus and Mary Chain is, is Scottish. I'm, my, my friends, my friend Rob loves Jesus and Mary Chain, and I just They're not for me. Uh. Haven't been able able to do it, but Rob has, Rob has great taste. That's like one of the weird, uh, we agree on a lot of stuff, but his love for Jesus and Mary Chain is something that. Uh, Teenage Fan Club, I think is Scottish. I'm, I'm, well, I'm just looking at Scottish bands now. Oh, okay. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Is Churches Scottish or are they Irish? Churches, Churches like with the v. seems to be Scottish. Ooh, that's a band other people like, but not me. Uh, I really liked We Were Promised Jetpack's first record. Um, oh, I didn't know they were Scottish. I thought they were Irish. Mm-hmm. Big Country. Not a... Because... Solely for the song in a big country. Sure. A truly great song. Uh, uh, well, like by that token, the Proclaimers, sure. No, truly bad song. Oh, that song's fun. Go to hell. There's there's Travis songs that I like. Are the Vaselines Scottish? You're you are you have Google Scottish bands. Be honest about this. I I really haven't. I'm just trying to pull bands that they I can think of that have weird accents that I can't all the way place. Uh, yes, the Vaselines are Scottish. There you go. Now I can't think of any more. Can I? What are, what are Mumford and Sons? I think they're regular British. Um, they're like, they're like the Poles. I don't like them. I don't like, I, uh, to be clear, I don't like Mumford and Sons, but I, I thought they might have been Scottish. They're like the Pogues in that you think they're one, they're either Scottish or Irish, and then it turns out they're British. Yeah. Because the Pogues, of course, scan as Irish, they are not. Like, Shane McGowan is the only one, I think, who is even remotely Irish. He's he's Irish, at least, isn't he? I thought his parents were Irish, but he wasn't. I can't remember now. I'm Whatever. not up on my Pogues. Um, but yeah, for me, it's it's Frightened Rabbit by by a healthy margin. Yeah, understandably their, so. Their first, their first two records are nearly great, I would say. Oh, I really like their first two records, yeah. Um, I saw them on the tour for their third record, which I thought was only okay. Yep. Um, And unfortunately... The first record record is actually great. The second one is is very good. Yeah. And it's been diminishing returns for me since then. Yep. Sounds like it was diminishing returns from the the word go. Second record, you were like, not as good as the first. I guess that is true. Not as good as the first. That, That qualifies. All right. Um, next question from at tape. Uh, you are convicted of a hey. crime, and as part of your sentence, you will have to listen to one song twice an hour forever. The song is "There She Goes Again," but you'd get to choose either the original version or the Sixpence None the Richer cover. Did 
did he text you this whole thing or was this sent like over two a series tweets. of two okay. tweets. Uh definitely not the six pence none the Richard song. So it sounds like you're going with the original. I agree with you. I don't even know who sings that song. It apparently it's a band called The La. Which that's one of the worst band names I've ever heard. They like Sixpence and None the Richer just reminds me of being like in a store with my mom in nineteen ninety six or something. Absolutely. I remember that one. Isn't that like I, isn't that from uh She's All That? That's the one. Uh is that what the the Freddie Prince Jr. movie? Yeah, with uh what's <laughs> Rachel Lee Cook. Cook. It turns out I, she's uh she's very attractive when she takes the glasses and sweatshirt off. Believe that the the beautiful girl is is just you know just need to take her glasses off. Well, it's no, crazy. I watched that whole movie and I'm like, who's this Uggo they got to play? <laughs> yeah, wow, what a monster! She's gr- uh, I kept yelling when I saw it in theaters. I kept yelling, she's so gross. I'm disgusted by girls who wear glasses. They're the scum of the earth, all- as far as I'm concerned. All all people who glasses make people ugly. No, I agree with that. Of course. <laughs> glad, glad we're on the same page. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I love that question. But I I hate that sixpence. On, I hate sixpence six on the richer. You know what? I don't really have an opinion. <laughs> they know what they did. Okay, fair enough. Hey, I get it. <laughs> um, our old buddy SB, Sarah Barnett at SBarnett037. What uh, what movies nominated for Golden Globes or Oscars would you recommend? Sean, have you seen too many of them? I have not seen. I'm I'm pretty far pretty far back. You're definitely like I just keep saying Hell or High Water because I liked it a lot. But yeah, I, I that was great. I've missed I've missed a lot of them. Um yeah, I've seen a ton of them. I uh, I liked Arrival a lot. Uh, I just saw Silence over the weekend, and that was really great. Uh, the new Scorsese movie. Um, what else? I haven't seen La La Land. I haven't seen Moonlight, and those are the two that like everybody loves so much. Um, uh, I want to see Lion. Yes, I do want to see Lion. I very much want to see Lion. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, uh, let's see anything else? What but else? like, I still i I haven't seen La La Land or Moonlight. Uh, Fences was good. Uh, Manchester by the Sea was great. Oh God, I have a ton of work to do there. I'm not even gonna go go farther into this because I have there's a ton that I that are out right now that I that I need to see. Um, but the one movie I can recommend without equivocation is Underworld Blood Wars. Oh, that that was a joke. Okay. So, yes, of course it was a joke. That's the Dracula's movie. Mm-hmm. There's Dracula's and werewolves. That movie is full of Dracula's. I, I don't like it. It's too scary for me. What's up with oh, – all right. So that that trailer, like what's up with Kate Beckinsale's voice in it? She sounds strange. I'm going to be honest with you. I have not seen the trailer. I have. I was like, who's who's that weird lady talking? And it was Kate Beckinsale. Okay. Well. <sighs> uh, and the very last question here from our buddy PJ Kearns, at Patrick Kearns. Last minute question: Would either of you pee on Donald Trump? I'll take my answer off air. I would do jail time if if I had the opportunity to to pee on Donald Trump. A hundred percent. 
How It'd long be did worth they it. Put you in jail for peeing on the guy. Not much, honestly. There's probably it's probably assault. Oh, it's like definitely some, assault. Some sort of simple assault. But I I would not lay my hands on him. I would just cover him with my pee. <laughs> That's right. And come what may. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Well, there you go. Um <laughs> we're coming we're coming out like we came in. Going out like so. Now, I just he just tweeted again, or I he just retweeted again, uh, or got retweeted into my feed where uh, BuzzFeed runs unverifiable Trump Russia claims, hashtag fake news, and a link to lifezet.com, which is a website I have literally never heard of. Sounds Russian, it does sound Russian. Um, and he and also I just clicked on his feed, he retweeted Michael Cohen who tweeted just a picture of the front of his passport, and it says, I have never been to Prague in my life, hashtag fake news. That's fine. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm going to go read and enjoy this for as, long as, for as long as it lasts. My man's spinning out already. This is great news. Folks, I might, it's a witch hunt. I might just hook up my computer to, like, my TV and just watch like on 52 inches of of, of his <laughs> Ooh, brag I, I, it was a tv that was given i the my uncle TV was yeah was, he was getting rid of it for some reason i just took it it was free all right okay that's it folks terrible show i, I think it picked up steam once we uh focused what we were talking about on things that weren't the president-elect getting peed on or whatever not just not just giggling into microphones. About <laughs> <TV>. <laughs> All what, right. What thank could you. have been better? Uh, what thank a life. You guys, thank, thank you guys as always. Uh, rate and review on iTunes if you have a second. And uh, yep, keep meaning again. to read those and we don't do it. Yeah. Well, Classic we're going to have a spectacular. All right. Bye okay. now. Bye, everybody. See ya.